Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. We are at episode 72. I am Dylan Waugh. I am the sidekick to Ken. I am the spot to Ken's Lieutenant Data. And I say that because he's got an encyclopedic memory of hockey and it's really wild to watch. But anyways, moving on. Today we're going to be talking about Pride Tape. Surprise, surprise. Three undefeated teams and things that are surprising us in the NHL. So check us out on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. Absolutely smoked the intro first try. You did. You're on a roll. Like, like we no longer do video, much to my chagrin. Yes. But apparently it's a lot quicker to upload and all those other things if we don't do video. Yeah. But if we did do video, people would be able to see what an incredible transformation you have made. <laughs> Every week I come and you look better. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. Well, once it's two weeks, it's a streak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but holy cow, like you are looking svelte, my friend. Thank you. I'm actually almost at my high school weight. Wow. I'm like three pounds away from my high school weight, hmm. which is, and now granted, I've had to work a lot harder because, you know, in high school, you know, I was playing football and rugby and hockey right. and paddling and could order myself an extra large pizza and drink a six pack of beer and pass out right after and wake up the next day and just burn off all those calories. Exactly. Boy. Doesn't work that way anymore. It does not work. I heard, I had a friend who talked about hating his teenage son. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, he's trying to lose some weight and the son comes downstairs just in nothing but his underwear and a six pack, you know, of abs. And, and he's just like, just want to freaking kill him. <laughs> I wanted like, to kill, I get it. Yeah. I wanted to kill my kid the other day. Yeah. What did he do? Not this week, but last week I left for hockey. Yeah. I was leaving for hockey and I said, he's not a teenager. He's in his early twenties, but I was leaving for hockey and I said, Hey Lucas, uh, see you later. I'm going to terrorize a goalie. And without missing a beat, he turns around and he goes, what your own. <laughs> and so I was very conflicted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like first thing I said was sick burn. Yeah. And I'm I'm really, really proud of you and I'm a little emotional. Yeah. But F off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was kind of one of those things. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. That so, is a pretty sick burn. Yeah, that's a that's a really good burn. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good one. Especially y- 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 you like taking a lot of passes at the opposing blue line. I've noticed that about you when you play. What are you talking about? Bit of a goal suck. No chance. I skate everywhere. I accomplish nothing. I accomplish nothing. <laughs> But I'm all over the place. Okay. I'm I'm back checking. I, you you are. That's I'm calling bullshit on that. Like from the word go. I'm sorry. Okay, so you played hockey with me once. Yeah. You think you know me? You don't know me, Dylan. You don't know me. Okay. You think you know me? Okay. It's like that line in the Big Chill. We've yeah. been we've been friends for seven years. No, we were friends seven years ago. Right. Yeah. Like, what a what an arrogant line. I would have punched that guy right in the face. <laughs> it would have been me. Anyways. Amazing how you went from getting mad to, at me yeah, to getting yeah. mad at the big chill so quickly. Anyways, a uh, couple of things. Speaking of play uh, pickup hockey. First thing, yeah, you usually ask me how I'm doing. I, did I not do that? I don't know. But I'm doing so great that I feel like I'm Logan O'Connor killing a penalty. <laughs> Okay. Not bad. Good. Yeah. yeah uh, not bad. Secondly, I, I met the smartest man in the world last night at, at pickup hockey. This guy Why? I played pickup hockey with. Yeah, I know. 
this guy I play pickup hockey with. His name is Ken Yee. Okay. He's brilliant. He takes the TTC to the rink. Okay. Right? Okay. And I always wondered, like, when we get off the ice, he's already, like, if if the, if he's waiting to get the room opened, he's already, like, taking his stuff off. And when he gets in the room, he just takes his stuff off in record time and he's out of there, right? Yeah. So I always wondered why. And I found out last night why he does it. He takes the TTC, the Toronto Transit Commission subway, to our, our pickup hockey. So when he... When he ta- and it's a convenient arena for that. Right, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. So when he taps his card... Oh, on the, he gets on, three to, hours. To get, he gets two hours. Or he gets two. two. Yeah. He gets two hours. You get two hours. So he taps his card, comes, plays hockey, hustles out, gets back out, and he gets a free ride back home. Good for him. Now, like, anybody who would do that to save $3.20, like, to me, like, he doesn't even come for beers with us after. Yeah. Like, to me... Like, that's like, that's a slow clap. Like, take it to the man, big guy. Can I, can I say something? Yep. I think that we found the very last adult hockey player in the world who is not there, who's actually there for the hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty wild. I mean, even like. Even just to spend a little bit of time in the change room, you know, shooting the breeze. He does beforehand. Like, he gets there, I don't know, like, he's always there by the time I get there. You're anyways, always late. Anyways, yeah, I know I am. But, like, he, like the fact that he works this out and he's got it all down to a science and a system, just to, just to stick it to the TTC for $3.20, <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, not all heroes wear capes. That guy's a true hero of our time. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways. I would totally agree. The TTC yeah. sucks. I think it gets a bad rap, but yeah, it kind of sucks. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like they always come out like the TTC is the number one transit commission in North America. Number one at what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The NHL is the number one league in hockey. For inclusivity. Yeah. Good segue. Boom. Great segue. Yep. You like that? I'm I not really it. done ranting about the TTC, but let's go on. Yeah. so the nhl has reversed its decision and uh death is murder is now legal in the state of california (laughs) sorry a little norm mcdonald reference there (laughs) which i almost screwed up but uh no nailed it perfectly stuck the landing good for you pride tape is now legal in the state of the nhl right yeah do you have any thoughts? Oh, I don't None? know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Okay. We were going to talk about this last week, but I thought it was kind of old news, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of had been hashed over, and it's been hashed over a few times now, but... I think we mentioned it, but we didn't really... But boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to start by saying... I'm going to start with the positives, okay? The positives are... That the NHL realized that they made a really big mistake and they corrected it. Yeah. And that, that's a good thing. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. The, the bad about it is, um, and, and the other good thing is there are a lot of people in the NHL who are very smart people, very smart business people, very smart people when it comes to social issues. Like there's they're, they're, they're some really smart people at the league. Like they're not a bunch of dummies, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But in this case, it's that's this is just like a complete and utter display of incompetence. 
Before I was married, I got into an argument with my wife, my then girlfriend, and she said a line that's just always stuck with me. Yep. She said, for a really smart guy, you're really dumb, you know that? And uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what this is, because intelligence is not the question here. No, it was. But but what I can't understand and I can't get beyond is is like how there wasn't somebody at the league when this came up that put up their hand in some meeting and said, hey, everybody, we know this is a really bad idea, right? Like, like we know this is a bad idea, correct? Like, did no one do that? And, and to me, like, it's like, it's like the NHL comes out with a statement and says, after consultation with the NHL Players Association and our player inclusion committee, we've decided we're going to go back to what it was. So did you not? So, so, so that, that suggests to me, that suggests to me that you did not consult your player inclusion committee when you made a decision to ban pride tape. Yeah, I like, mean, like, are you are you kidding me? I think it's kind of the same. <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing that leads to like uh, famous directors making bad movies, right? Where they, you know, they show up and they they're like, "We're gonna do it like this," and you know, everybody in the crew is sitting there and being like, "Really? Is that is that the take that we're going with?" Yeah, yeah. George yeah. Lucas directing the prequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, I guess we'll go with that because you're George Lucas. Yeah, I guess. I guess nobody. I, I guess there were people who just didn't have the courage to be able to stand up and say this is bad. But even if I they had the know. courage, it might have been meek. Yeah, it might have been. But but like to me, like it's like it's like this person, this fictitious person who apparently doesn't exist. I can't imagine someone wouldn't have stood up and said, "Hey, guys." Like, have we talked to our corporate sponsors about this? Most of whom, many of whom. Are are embracing LGBTQ LGBTQ issues, right? Like they're 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 on the yeah. forefront yeah. of a lot of the inclusion efforts. Like Scotiabank, I mean, Scotiabank is huge on the on 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 LGBTQ issues and and inclusion. And like, yeah. did they talk to them about it? Like to me, this was kind of their their Bud Light moment, you know, like, like, and, and I've always said, like the league is, is really like has a lot of conviction until things get a little bit difficult and then they bail. Yeah. And that's what they did in both cases, in both yeah. cases, in, 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 studi- in, in instituting the pride tape band to start with and in lifting it. I mean, like, it's just like, Man, how do you take them seriously? Like, how do you take a group seriously that fumbles a file that's so that is so basic and so unfumbleable, and and does this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 like they can't stay out of their own way. Yeah. Nobody was asking for this. Nobody was asking for any of this. And yeah. so then they come out and do it, and then they they not like. <laughs> Like it's it's mind boggling. They they ignore their own rule book. <laughs> right. First of all, they ignore their own rule book, which shouldn't really surprise us. No. Because they ignore their own rule book a lot. Yeah. Uh but they out and out ignored their own rule book, which said that tape can be any color. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 then they and then they 
Like they just can't stay out of their own way sometimes. Nobody was asking for this. Nobody want. Nobody was screaming to to ban Pride Tape or to ban any of these nights. But it was a contentious issue, and there were some uncomfortable conversations. Uncomfortable conversations. I would suggest that help push things forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So there are guys that aren't going to wear the sweater. Okay. Well, you know what? They do that at their own peril. They're going to be called out, and they're going to be made an example of. But it's it's their it's their choice. Their prerogative. It's their prerogative that they don't want to wear the pride sweater. They don't have to wear the pride sweater. But then, to, to, to like, it's just like I remember there, there was a guy I hadn't I'd never heard of it. His name is Rick Beals, and the, I, the first time I ever heard it was when I started at the Hockey News the first time a million years ago. And he said, "It's a case of throwing the baby out with the bathwater." Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's that's 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 the the analogy right there. I yeah. mean, I mean. Don't take any of the good that comes from all of these things. Let's just let's just cherry pick a couple of shitty things with this and scrap the whole thing because of it. Like it just to me it's it's lack of vision, lack of foresight, lack of courage, lack of lack of competence. Like just what a what a schmozzle. So two things have to be uh brought up with this with this schmozzle. Um one you wrote, and you wrote an article about this. Uh, Travis Dermott, yeah, a player on a two-way contract, league minimum contract, one year, one year, one year deal, two ways, no job security, zero. Is the one who uh, he's the one who stepped up, who stepped up. Yep. So that's huge. With, that's I, huge. I, you know, I always like it, people like that. Always, I have such respect for. Uh, like a great example would be like um, Jim Gaffigan, stand-up comedian, and he spoke out against uh, Trump during the 2016 original uh, campaign. Yep. And was accused of uh, doing it just to try to pander, essentially. And it's like, he's the clean comic. His whole... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, yeah. his whole fan group, and he comes from the Midwest and yeah, the yeah. flyover states and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, pandering to who? All he did uh, is... Uh, is is alienated his his major fan base right and so when people have everything to lose and nothing to gain by it you know this is not austin matthews as a as a friend of mine put it and it's a horrible horrible thing to say he's not a player good enough that we would ignore a sexual assault charge over (laughs) jeez i just i wish that he couldn't have summed it up so succinctly but he did yeah that's yeah that kind of that kind of nails it actually yeah but but yeah, I mean, like, and the, and the fact that I think you know Travis Dermott knew as well as everyone else. Like, I, I think I think this this was they were kind of stepping, they were taking the steps to 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 repeal it before Travis Dermott. I think that kind of pushed things. That probably pushed things over the finish line. Sure, but it was going in this direction anyways because sure. everybody thought it was the worst idea ever. Sure, um, but the Iron for, Curtain was coming down before Chernobyl. But. Yeah, <laughs> but but this guy like. Travis Dermott to do this is, you know, it's, it's hugely, hugely courageous, but then it exposes another flaw in all of what the NHL did with this. Toothless. I mean, they, they did, they, it was toothless. Exactly. Exactly. They come out and say, we're banning pride tape and you can't use it, but there were no repercussions spelled out. Nothing, no repercussions, not a single repercussion spelled out in all of it. And, and so what were you going to do? What were you going to do? Retroactively suspend, Travis Dermott even fine him like they knew like anybody knew that if 
if they if the league had the maximum allowable fine right, under exactly, the CBA. under the CBA at five thousand dollars, but everyone knew that if they ever took any action against Travis Dermott, they would be so on the wrong side of history. It wouldn't even be funny. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, yeah. the second thing that I wanted to say is. Uh, so you, you, I mean, you brought up Travis Dermott in your in your writing, KenCampbell.substack.com, mm-hmm. and uh, you brought up Travis Dermott. But the other thing is, is that the very logic that led them to ban uh, Pride Nights and other nights. Like well, they it, haven't banned the nights. They haven't banned the nights. They they still will have those celebratory nights. They just don't. They me. just yeah. they just won't be wearing. Uh, in 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 warm up, they won't be wearing you know sort of specialty uniforms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So they haven't banned the nights. Yeah, They're yeah. just going to be like, "Welcome to Pride Night." Nothing's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyways, uh, the very thing that led them to ban those specialty uniforms was essentially a freedom of speech issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of freedom of speech, mm-hmm. even when it's people that I don't agree with. I you know. God forbid I try to have a little bit of consistency in my beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when players refuse to wear the jerseys, obviously, I think they're wrong. I think they're on the wrong side of history. There's no right. two ways about it. Right. But I also do think that freedom of speech needs to be respected. Yep. But now you're, you're now saying, okay, so we're not doing those jerseys because of freedom of speech, but we're also now going to preemptively ban your ability to have freedom exactly. of speech. Exactly, exactly. That's nuts to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. absolutely That was that was one of the major major criticisms of it. Yeah. And that was that was what that's why the players association was so adamant about doing something about oh, wait a minute. Oh no, 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 sorry. No. The players association did nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. That the association that is that is supposed to be representing every player and players' interests sat back like cowards and did nothing. Yeah. Um, finally, I, I don't think I've said it on the podcast before. I've said it. I've said it to you. Uh, I believe. Um, but in terms of tape, uh, I use um, Hockey Diversity Alliance tape on my stick. Right. And it's just something I do. I, you know, if Buck goes to the hockey diversity lines, I don't really think too much about it. And so I, so I use it. And it's not until this year when I was going through senior A tryouts that I had several people come up to me and, and uh, players of color mm-hmm. in senior A, which is even more rare than in, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. come up to me and, and go out of their way to say that they like the tape. This isn't me trying to be like, hey, look what a great thing I'm doing. But this is rather just to say that uh, to those of involved, like to me, this is like a, well, I'll spend 50 cents more on a roll of tape and a buck goes to the Diversity Alliance. And so win-win, like who cares, right? Right. But to those in- involved, it has a deeper meaning. Even if to you and uh, me, it's a throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. To those involved, it has a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it's like the it's like the old joke. It's literally the least we could do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is literally, yeah, literally the least, the we could least do. you can do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just my that's just my last thought okay. on it, which is Good. just to say that you know, for for those that are listening to this, that are like myself, like yourself, straight, cisgender, white males in their middle age, <laughs> you know, and and going like, well, what's the big deal, one way or another? It's easy for that's us. to think That's the big that deal, way. one way or the other. That, that's, that's the big, the big deal. deal. Yeah, and it exactly. is it is easier for us to think that. Yep. yep. And I think that sometimes. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've got to be reminded sometimes that, uh, that it is a big deal for somebody and else. Just a side note. I, I, uh, when this, when this happened, I went out and bought pride tape. I know ta- I was on taped, the phone with you when you and did. And taped my stick with pride tape. And apropos of nothing, I've been friggin' awesome this year in pickup hockey. <laughs> like I've been ridiculously good. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly the so, stick. It's all relatively speaking here, <laughs> yeah. but I've been, I've been friggin' lights out. Nothing is funnier than that time you were all excited about beating that double A goalie. And then I knew him <laughs> and I'm like, he sucks. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Should we move on? Yes. Uh, let's talk about uh, some undefeated teams. Okay. There are a couple of undefeated teams in the league. Three of them. Uh, a few undefeated teams in the league is what I should have said. And actually, you might, you had technically, no, no, not even technically. No, the Dallas Stars have been defeated. It was in a shootout, but they're 4 0 and 1 too. So, yeah. What do they call that? Like unlost or something? Like there was like some weird technical term that came out and it was driving me crazy. Loser point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so you've got uh, Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, and Boston Bruins. And so my question, first question to you is, which one of those three is the most surprising to be undefeated at this point? Well, I think everybody would think the Boston Bruins. That's that's what I um, think. You know, and and I hear I keep hearing people say, oh, yeah, well, they played San Jose. They played Anaheim. They played Nashville. They played Chicago twice. You know, oh, cream puff schedule, you know, all that stuff. And, and like, yeah, I mean, that's true. Is cream puff schedule something you've commonly heard? Yep. Commonly. Oh, yeah, commonly. From people unrelated to one another. Yep. Love it. Okay, Go on. so so anyway, but but to me, like, it's like, yeah, but they're still undefeated. You know what I mean? Like, what you play the teams that are in front of you? Right, exactly. Yeah. A, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. B, um, like, how, how often do we see? Like, how often do we see the team that's say occupies this city? The difference between them being a really good and great team <laughs> is the fact that they lose against shitty teams. Yeah. Right. You know, you've got to you've got to win those games, and the Bruins have won all of those games. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, that that I think there's something to that. I, I mean, you know, I, I, you look and 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 you look at the 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 subtractions from last year, and most notably Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci. Um, you know, and they have not missed a beat. And and to me, like a six and zero is a six and zero, whether you whether you're playing you know, those teams or, or the top teams in the league. But it tells me, what it tells me about the Bruins is that despite the fact that they've lost, you know, indisputably their, you know, their, their leader in Patrice Bergeron, they've lost David Krejci, that culture that surrounds that organization when it comes to accountability and winning and purpose, that's still intact. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody's nobody's sitting there going, "Oh, what was us? We lost these guys, so now we have a built-in excuse." No, no, they are like, "No, we've we're we are what we are," and um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna prove it to people. So yeah. Okay, so who has the best in all strengths save percentage combined save percentage in the league? Linus Allmark. I don't know who. No, I mean as a team. Oh, as a team? Yeah. That Boston, Boston Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so I think, firstly, I do agree. 
you know, you can't fault a team for having an easy schedule. You you have to play the team the the games that are ahead of you, mm-hmm. and just by nature of the odds, you know, because the NHL is such a parody league. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, there's a lot of crappy teams now. Yeah, holy cow! Like San Jose could be historically bad this year. I think like we said that re- three years in a row. No, but they really stink. Yeah, they boy, find do they new stink! Lows. Wow. Um, but just by just by you know just by the odds, you know, Boston should have lost at least one one or two games by now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the old joke about like how many ten year olds do you think it would take to beat you up? You know, like <laughs> sooner or later, there's a number, right? <laughs> so, you know, Boston. Can in my play- case, it would be maybe one. It was- <laughs> If he was big and strong enough, <laughs> so Boston could play San Jose ten times in a row, and 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 you, San Jose should beat them once or twice. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you know, this is not to take away from them, but it is to say that Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman are well. It's not a hot take to say that they're two of the better goalies in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, Allmark won the Vesna last year. Yep. Right, and so you take two of some of the best goalies in the league, and then you pit them against some of the worst shooting talent in the league. Right, right, yep. That's a that's a pretty good recipe for success. Yeah. You know, I mean... Well, they play Anaheim tonight, I think. Yeah. yeah. The Bruins play Anaheim tonight at home. <laughs> yeah. That's like the... You remember the line from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Where John Candy says, uh, have, you, have you taken a bus before? And he says, no. He says, your mood's not about to improve. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, yeah. that's pretty much so, this, right? It's yeah. like I've, it's yeah. it's uh, probably probably not going to end tonight. Anaheim is looking; they're okay. They're they're they're. they're I, what, what I will say about Anaheim is they're a t- they're a tough out. They're a tough out. They're at least that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're an out usually, yeah. but they're they're a tough out. I was expecting them to be better this year. So they play Boston plays Florida on Monday night, and that's their next. It looks like their next sort of real big. Do they play on? Oh no! Well, they play Detroit Saturday. Yeah, Detroit, Florida's- Detroit, Detroit Saturday, Florida Monday. So that's that's kind of where the the rubber will hit the road. I think both of those games are at home though, because the Bruins were on a road trip. So yeah. So Florida's kind of a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, though. Yeah. 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 Just in terms of like yeah. you know, be very. Not surprising for Florida to walk in, uh, Boston to walk in, and, and Florida just lay an egg. And Detroit, we got to talk about Detroit. Well, we're talking about things that surprise us later. That's okay. That's one okay. of them. That's one of them. That's, that's one of them. All right, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. We'll move on to that. Um, okay. But so, tell me how you feel about uh, Colorado then. I feel undefeated. about Colorado that that it it just seems like after not after losing to Seattle in the playoffs last year. Yeah. They've kind of decided that their their best players have decided that they are going to be amazing. <laughs> you know? I mean that they are like, you it's know. It's kind of what happened the year before they won the cup. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, but I mean you look at, you know, Miko Rantanen, hello. You know, Kale McCarr, ridiculous. Um Nathan McKinnon's playing well, Devin Tays, you know, right down the lineup and Another thing that would surprise me is I thought Ryan Johansson sucked. Yeah. I thought he sucked. Yeah. He's been pretty good. 
He's been pretty darn good. Yeah. In Colorado. Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, he's been terrific. I remember when he got picked up by Colorado, we had a pod, that was probably like our last podcast before yeah. Our, yeah. our extended hiatus. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always felt like he had more to give and would and would be in a better situation in Colorado than he was in Nashville and a, a more suited situation to him. It's the classic thing, right, which is that it's like you, you pick up a guy that's been a third-line guy his whole career or, or whatever, middle six guy, let's say, right, and then expect him to carry the load for your team. Yeah. You know, whose fault is this? Well, yeah, I mean, he's now, like, firmly in a second-line role, right? Yeah. Like, he's not the guy... He's he's not expected to be the guy. Nathan McKinnon is the guy, yeah. you know, and so so now and and I mean he's been set up to succeed. I mean Rantanen's his right winger, and they, they had some great pickups this summer, like Ross Colton. Hello, yeah, like as your third line center, yeah. Thomas Tatar, you know, I mean, good guy will get his points, yeah. You know, I mean they they have it going. They I've always going. loved the way that Tatar plays. Yeah, I've always loved the way that Tatar plays. Always just a sneaky good player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, yeah, I think that it's it is. It's very similar to the year before they won their cup. They won out quite meekly in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, to Edmonton, maybe that year. I think so. Yeah, yeah and uh, and felt that they shouldn't have lost, and right. which they probably shouldn't have. And then, um, and then the next year, they just like they were just a barn burner all year. Mm-hmm. They were just. You know, they were just on fire all year. And this is sort of similar. They should not have gone out to Seattle, truthfully. No. Right? Yeah. And now they just, they seem to be on a mission. I think that also, obviously, injury had a had a say in how things went last year. But I think, in hindsight, we always knew Rantanen was good. Yes, we did. And he's always been good. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I've always liked Rantanen. Uh, he's a guy with... a. a good size and decent grit and you know just does a lot of the small things well um but the step he took last year the the level that he played at last year i didn't think he was that good well i mean and and what he did last year (laughs) was he did it when they had injuries right right like landis gog's been hurt forever you know, McKinnon was hurt for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, so he was kind of doing it by himself. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't one of those things where it's like, he's kind of dining out on, I mean, right now is centerman's Ryan Johansson and his left wingers, Thomas Tatar. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's, he's, you know, playing with, um, you know, their best players. Right. No. So yeah, no, I mean, he is, um, to me, he, he's, he's always been the real deal. I've liked him ever since he was a rookie. I would agree with that, but but liking him and seeing an extra step are are two different things. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I liked Sam Montembeau from the time that he was in Florida. I always every time that I watched him, I just liked the way that he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, putting up a whatever he put up like a nine ten last year in Montreal with a terrible Montreal team. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that he had that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I always liked um, uh, Derek Broussard. You know, and again, seeing you did. Not like Derek Broussard. Um, okay, again with the names. You just yeah, okay. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it. The goalie Broussard. Laurent Broussard. Laurent Boissois. Laurent Broussard. Yeah. I'm really sorry, man. I hey, I called you uh, uh, Lieutenant Data, okay, because you've got an encyclopedic knowledge of hockey, mm-hmm. and I called myself Spot, which is his cat. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I'm at yeah. least self aware yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought we weren't going to take it seriously this year. Well, I mean, let's try and get names, right? Okay, like, fair enough. I like Derek Broussard. Like, how could you go from Derek Broussard to Laurent Brassois? First of all, Brassois can't stay healthy. I don't yeah. know what you like so much about him. Yeah. And I just don't get it. Look at Taychuk over there in the corner. Taychuk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A little, little nudge at my own expense there. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, and uh, yeah, let's let's go to Vegas now. Vegas is a team that I've always liked. Yep. I've always been the Vegas supporter, and it did not stop when they won the Cup, I'll tell you that much. And so the biggest question with Vegas is, is there any surprise that there's no Stanley Cup hangover? Yes, I think there is. Do you? There's a surprise there. Um, a little bit, but... but like, I feel like Vegas, you know, I mean... Their top scorer is Jack Eichel, as he should be. Yeah. And I think he's 30th in the NHL in scoring. Right. Like, they are doing, they are just killing everybody with their depth, you know? Yeah, but that's what they've always done. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, Paul Cotter scored a goal against Philadelphia the other night that might end up being the goal of the year. Right. Like, Paul Cotter, right? They've got four, they're four lines deep. Yeah. You know, their fourth line is probably the best fourth line in the league. Um, you know, their defense is deep, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're doing it with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. You could probably do it with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, the way they protect the net. Um, there's just like, they're, they're just so scary, so deep. And, and now they've, now they've got the swagger, right? Like until last year, it was like, you know, you, you didn't really earn or, well, you did. You kind of did, but now they've kind of earned that swagger. Mm-hmm. And I think you know they're going into games now where it's like the opponents are like, okay, you know, how, how do we stop them? You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, and so they've be, they've become the focal point of the game, and teams are probably less more concerned about how to stop them than to than how to you know try and do something to win the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. I'm. I am. Uh, I'm all in on on Vegas. Right so now. I'm going to defend uh, my goalie union card uh, just slightly. Okay. Okay. I'm going to defend my goalie union card just slightly. Uh, Vegas. Would it surprise you to know that they are middle of the pack? For high danger shot attempts against per 60, they're 13th best in the NHL. Like like in terms of preventing them or they're 13th in allowing them? They're 13th best in, in terms of preventing them. So okay, they're, so, they're middle so of the they're, pack. So they're slightly better than average. Sli- well, slightly better than the mean. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, would have, I would have thought that they the median, would be. Than the median, sorry. I, I would have thought that they would be like top five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just my little thing, because because uh, um, uh, Logan Thompson already has like a save of the year candidate. Yeah. Right. Ah, you know what? I'm taking that back. I hate it when people say that in October. I hate that. Well, we why, already why? have. A... Why? Because it can't happen early in the season. Why? It could. The games mean more later. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's still a great save. I hear you. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Anyways, uh, I've always been a Vegas believer. And uh, and I'm not surprised that they're doing this. And and the big reason why that I'm not surprised that they're doing this is because 
Have you seen many teams in the Stanley Cup final look so in control as Vegas did? Right. Yeah. Against Florida? Yeah. Because I the closest I can think of is obviously is is Montreal Tampa. But even then, there were times that it looked like Montreal was gonna, you know, um was at least causing trouble for Tampa. I think I think your kind of your fandom is kind of showing. No, I, I think that Vegas, uh, there was never like there was oh never the series was never in I doubt. Am. Yeah, even the games were never in doubt. Right, but there were because remember I had to break down every single game mm-hmm. in writing. There were periods that Montreal controlled. There was literally maybe like two periods out of the five games that Florida controlled. Yeah, yeah. So out of fifteen periods, you controlled two, whereas Montreal would control a period. Regularly in every single game. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, they still got blown up. But I'm just saying, have we seen a more walk in the park Stanley Cup final, where the team, where the winner looked so in control? Uh, well, way back we did, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah but, what, but the yeah. early St. Louis Blues or something. No, no, like, no, no. I mean the Islanders against Vancouver. Okay, you know fair Montreal enough. a couple of times. You know, so yeah. I have seen them. You haven't. Yeah, but I have. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, but fair but yeah, but usually it's it's a lot more competitive. And I I mean part of that was because Florida was just done. Yeah, they were just done. They were held and, together yeah, by yeah. stick tape. Yeah, and 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 Vegas was just rolling. So yeah, and and they've quite continued that role yeah i mean you know yeah i mean what like i look at their four lines and it's like wow i wouldn't want to play any of those against any of those guys the thing that i like about vegas is just that they they are the embodiment of like what a fan wants out of their team Mm-hmm. they're so reactionary they just throw so much against the wall i shouldn't say reactionary but they're just like they're like oh petrangelo's available well let's get petrangelo like but i, I also think and, and i've been one of the worst ones for this about them chasing the shiny new thing but yeah. like over half like about half of their roster is homegrown guys like either guys that they've drafted or guys that they took in the expansion draft yeah so it's not like as though they've They've, is it that high? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was that. Oh high. yeah, yeah. I mean, Marsh is so expansion drafts. Um, um, Carlson expansion draft. You know, their entire fourth line is 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 homegrown. Braden McNabb, Shea Theodore. Yeah. Uh, all those guys, Caden Corsack, Nicholas Haig, all homegrown. Like, I mean, they've got like I, I think that 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 narrative has been overblown a little bit, and possibly, and I was part of the reason why because I was the one trumpeting it but but i think that they've done a like i think they've done actually a remarkable job of of identifying the talent that they have and and hanging on to the the ones that help Mm -hmm. and and you know moving on other ones that could turn into assets you know like you know jack eichel alex tuck for jack eichel yeah right yeah i mean that was a great trade for both teams but um yeah so i I think that's overblown a, a little bit yeah. Um, I think they've done actually a pretty good job of keeping their talent in, in-house. But, I mean, you know, like after they, after not last season, but the season before, uh, there was all of that turmoil and, and uh, Kelly McCrimmon ended off a news conference and he said, hey, anybody want to talk about the dysfunction? You know? <laughs> yeah, I and, remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And ever since then, this team has done nothing but be functional yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well you know as the old adage goes right winning 
solves a lot or cures mm-hmm. a lot or yeah. whatever the case is, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Should we move on to things that surprise us as yeah. our final segment of the day? Yeah. Okay. A free-flowing discussion of things that are surprising us early on in the NHL. Yeah. Go. Well, Alex Dabrinkit having nine goals surprises me. It does surprise me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know he's taken a lot of heat in Ottawa. And I, I, think, he, I think it's deserved. Because, like, he even admitted there were times last year where he wasn't kind of into it. You know, and, and I don't think people are upset at Alex Dabrinkit for leaving. Yeah. Because he's got that right, right? Like, he never asked to be traded there in the first place, and he's got that right. But I think what they are upset about is the fact that he kind of mailed it in. They thought that he kind of mailed it in last year. Yeah, I guess. And and further to the Dabrinkit thing, um, I, I did not envision the Detroit Red Wings being 5-1-1 one, and one after seven games. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, I think there were people like that had some very Spocky and eyebrows raised this summer of, of some of Steve Weiserman's additions. Second Star Trek the, reference of the it, episode. Uh, yeah. The Iser plan was kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. But it turns out that, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. You know? Yeah. Shane Gostas Bear still has it, apparently. He can still produce points because he's getting a ton of them. I never stopped believing in that guy. Yeah. And maybe that was just stupidity on my part, but you know, because for every person that you never stop believing that actually pans out, there's a person that you never stop believing that really just doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but yeah, something about Shane Goss's bear, I just always felt like he could, uh, he could sort it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy for him finally finding a place um, where he can do what he does best. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Debrinkit and Larkin are two and three in points per 60 in the NHL. Debrinket surprises me. Larkin doesn't. Larkin doesn't surprise. Nothing that guy, nothing positive that that guy does surprises me. I just, I've always been a huge, huge Dylan Larkin fan. Dylan, uh, you know, really anybody named Dylan is just an absolute beauty. Right. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. 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 Especially if it's spelled D-Y. Isn't that how you spell Dylan? D-Y-L-A-N? There's a lot of D-I-L-L-O-Ns. Well, Brendan Dillon, but that's his last name. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. But um, he did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What surprises you? What surprises me? I I don't know if this. It surprises me. It surprises me a little bit. Um. New Jersey having three players in the top ten in points per sixty. I thought for sure Jack Hughes was going to be there. Yeah. But Jack Hughes is number 1. He is on He's got 11 primary assists. He is on the heater of all heaters. Right? Yeah. yeah. He he had a, he had a bunch of he had like 3 assists last night. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I was coaching last night so I didn't watch. Okay. Um so Jack Hughes doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Jesper Bratt surprises me a little bit. A little bit. And then Tyler Toffoli walks into the mix. Mhm. And is number nine in the league for points per 60. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli, like, so he had, I think, a career year in Montreal and then con- <laughs> at like 28 or 29 or something like that and then just continued to get better from there. Yeah. And for a guy that was already good, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, he struggled for the first eight years of his career and he's had, it's not like a Chandler Stevenson situation 
where it was like he never quite found a home or a place to thrive. Yeah. It's a guy that was already considered playing at his peak, at his potential, and then has continued to get better and better and better year over year. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. He's 32 now, I think. Yep. Wow. You've got to love that. So I'd say that, I'd say that that's something that uh, surprises me. And I, I mean, nothing surprised me more than Detroit, but uh, you took that one. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell me something that surprises you. Um, well, on the other side of the coin, I mean, I can't imagine anybody would have thought that the Edmonton Oilers would be this bad coming out of the gate. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, I mean, Connor McDavid's hurt. You know, we, you've got yeah, the, out, you've got the outdoor game recently. this weekend. You've got the outdoor game this weekend, and there's usually a lot of hype around it. And it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, but wow, these two teams that are playing in this game suck. <laughs> Calgary's yeah. in shambles, in my opinion. And Edmonton, I mean, you just, you can't, you, if you defend like that, you're screwed. Like yeah. they are giving, like you talk about high danger chances. I mean, I, I may, I stand to be embarrassed here, but I would be shocked if Edmonton is not in the top five of giving up high danger chances. Uh, Edmonton is not in the top five. Uh, in giving up? Of giving up high danger like chances. Like bottom five of, yeah? Okay. Well, their goaltending sucked too, so... <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's goaltending more than it's anything Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's giving up opportunities. And, and I thought, you know, like, like right out of the gate, they were, they, you know, when they were losing games, when they were losing those game, those first two games, you know, Dreisaitl was taking dumb penalties and, and they were frustrated and everything. I, I'm just, I'm waiting for this team to show some maturity. Yeah. Like, like, come on, you're, you're beyond this now. You're beyond yeah. the drama. You know what I mean? Like put the work boots on, get to business and, and do your, do your job. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like they, Edmonton's team as a whole sh- should be beyond this kind of stuff. Like they, they keep showing signs of immaturity that I, I think are, are kind of unacceptable at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but I mean, this is the thing with, with Edmonton and, and it's getting kind of, it's getting weird at this point because to your, to what you just said, at what point are they not just the plucky kids that are just trying to punch it? Like, you know, I remember watching, you know, uh, Edmonton 10 years ago, Longer than ten years ago, when it was uh, uh, Nail Yakupov's first year, yeah, yeah, and Taylor yeah. Hall, yeah. and uh, I think Nugent Hopkins was on that team. He was, yeah, and, and you know, and it was and it was exciting hockey, but it was also like I, I remember trying to stay up and watching as many of those games as possible because it was really fun to watch. But um, but you kind of knew that they weren't doing anything, right? Yeah. And so to your point, it, it, maturity is exactly right. Like at what point? They have they have tried to retool and reset with the kids so many times, and now now they're actually building. Now they're actually they're signing veterans. They're keeping guys around. They're actually building. So at what point are they not going to look yeah. like a bunch of kids? But like, but like, come on, Evan Bouchard, like, come on, buddy. Yeah, come on, it's time. It's time. It's time. Like he was minus three the other night, and he had three points. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like. 
like you guys got to put it together at some point. And, and I, this to me, I mean, you can, you can give management its fair share of, of finger wags here. Yeah. Like, especially with the goaltending, but I don't know, like at some point it's got to come down to. I also don't think that anybody thought that the goaltending was going to be this bad. And again, to your point about it coming down but to nobody, the players. Nobody thought that, like, like, but I'm not hugely surprised that it's not great. Like, what what, what about their goaltenders would suggest that one of them was going to be a Vezina Trophy caliber goalie? No, I, I Nothing. Would, I would not Nothing. suggest that they and, should and like, be. And to but... me, I, like, I gave up trying to figure out goalies a long time ago. You know, <laughs> I mean, Ilya Sorokin right now is, you know, I mean... He's making incredible saves, but I mean, he's losing games and he's given up a lot of goals. Oh wow! Jeez, I wonder if there's someone who's really smart about goaltenders that never said that he wasn't really like a top two goalie in the league. Did you say that all the time? Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And and you were like, why do you hate Ilya Sorokin? And I was like, I don't hate him. I think he's a good goalie. I just I'm tired of hearing him as one of the best goalies in the league. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, I, so for me with Edmonton, I, like, even if it wasn't league average goaltending, even if it wasn't league average goaltending, I would, you know, something below, like something in like the 20 range yeah. uh, in terms of combined team save percentage, they're the second worst behind the worst, which is my next surprising one. The Carolina Hurricanes have the worst goaltending in the whole league? Yeah, wow, yeah. So... Last year, when Svechnikov went down for injury, um, we saw just how important he was to the Carolina offense. And I got to admit, I think it, it took myself, and I think it took a lot of us by surprise, just how important he was. And so he's not back yet, which is, okay, fine. So we expect Carolina to not be uh, the juggernaut that we all expected them to be this year. Well, I mean, a lot of people were picking them to win the Stanley Cup. And, I mean, it's early. Yeah. It's early. They got off to a good start, and then they just they just... It was just like the record scratch, you know, after a couple of games, it was just, they just fell apart. Right. But so, and this is, this is the point that I'm driving at, which is that, um, I expected this record, but I expected it to be, be, well, maybe not this record, but I expected them to not be amazing, but I expected it to be because of Svechnikov Mm -hmm. and not be because their, uh, goaltending had completely sunk them. It's, uh... It's shocking. Mm-hmm. It's actually shocking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's where it gets really... You know what fun. else is shocking? Let's hear it. <laughs> yes, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi is a point-per-game player right now. <laughs> right. I'm serious. He's got three goals and four, point, four assists in seven games. So let me tell you, Carolina Hurricanes are scoring an average of 3.8 goals per game. Oh, yeah. I mean, That ja- should be enough to get it done. Yeah, exactly. Jacob Slavin has been ridiculously offensive. You know, Natchez has been good. Seth Jarvis has been really good. Right. You know, I mean, they. It, it's not a matter of, you know, a lack of punch here. So to me, the Sveshnikov thing is moot. Like it, their goalies would still be playing this way, even if he were in the lineup. But this is, this is what I'm saying is so surprising because it's like, yeah. because I, I love to do the, if you told me, I would have thought that, right? So if you told me that without Sveshnikov in the lineup, Carolina was able to put up almost four goals a night, then I would have said that they'd be doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, yep, um, yep, yep. 
Anderson has had his ups and downs. Oh, he's mostly downs. He's he's been terrible in the regular season for the last few years. Oh, I, I just no, I just mean since the beginning of the season. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I mean it's weird. Of, it's weird because it's weird because usually the regular season is like his biatch, right? right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And 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 Ranta has been a very very stable, possibly best backup in the league. Yep. Right. I like I, I love Auntie Ranta as 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 you know. Um. So basically, with that goaltending tandem, you mean to tell me that you can't find goaltending? And then, uh, and then they've <coughs> also got Pyotr uh, Chekhov yep. in the mix, who also has been considered the next great thing, mm-hmm. which is great, but also can't seem to find a way. And it, so you look at that team and you go, well, they're not, a, they're not bad at defending. They still have one of the better defense cores in the league. What is going on with the goaltending? It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I don't actually have an answer. I wish I did. I wish that I could, you know, break down footage and, and, and tell you, but I don't have an answer. It's wild. Well, I mean, they're not going to, I mean, uh, not for nothing. It's on I, my I th- surprise I think, list. I think goaltending, I think goaltending has kind of the impact of goaltending has like, like in the eighties, nineties, you know, even before that, it was like you had to have a lights out goaltender to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like but there's also a huge disparity between yeah, a good goalie and the a bad last, goalie then. The la- yes, yes. The last five years have shown that you don't need that. But if you get goaltending that they're getting right now, you're you're not you're not gonna win anything. Right? Well what's what basically I've heard said now is good goaltending doesn't win you the cup, but it can lose you the cup. Yep. Yep. And yep. and there is, there's there's much less disparity between the best goalie in the league and the worst goalie in the league much less but uh well Ron and anderson are proving me wrong <laughs> because they are being just unbelievably bad anyway yeah, they've been lit up like i said yeah. not for nothing that it's the uh that it's on my surprising list yeah do you have another one no no do you want to go home <clears throat> i do actually okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah i can only stand so much of me too Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I'm 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 a little bit surprised that the Buffalo Sabres are once again kind of trying to find out who they are. Yeah, that's sort of similar to what we were saying with the Edmonton Oilers where it's sort of like are you not ready to just kind of Yeah, yeah, like at some point we got to stop talking about how good you are. Yeah. And and you've got to show how good you are. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did the Pittsburgh Penguins surprise you? They don't surprise me. Um, even with Eric Carlson, this roster is thin. Yeah, not a little bit. Yeah, no. It it, it would it go it goes under my mild eyebrow raise okay. category. Okay, you know, not like the full you know Macaulay Culkin face face slap kind of you know mm-hmm. uh, gif. It's it's more of a huh. Didn't think that. I thought that Pittsburgh would fold later. <laughs> yeah as the year wore down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i thought i yeah. thought they'd come out firing but um yep. i also think that uh that was a bold move bringing in carlson when you have chris letang mm-hmm. it wasn't like bringing <clears throat> in who would the top but, shutdown defenseman in the league be right now it wasn't yeah. like bringing in slavin yeah or somebody yeah, yeah. yeah. like the slavin who has Seven points. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> they brought him me, in for his me, offensive to touch. To me, it's like, what did the Pittsburgh Penguins 
need the most. And to me, it was some speed. Yeah. And I mean, Carlson isn't like, I mean, he's not, he's not what he was. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he, his hallmark isn't speed. He moves the puck quickly, you know? And, and I think, I think, Part of the thinking was, was, you know, we can have one of those two guys out there almost all the time. Yeah, well, I, I thought that a big part of the thinking was power play one and power play two. We basically are guaranteed a power play goal yeah. every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has not been the case. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I hear you on the thinking, but I, I don't know. And, and also Chris Letang is injury prone. And so mm-hmm. is Eric Carlson, really. Yep. So, you know, you, you can also hope that one of them stays healthy throughout the year in the playoffs. And I, I look, I can see the logic of Eric Carlson, but at the same time, um, you know, it's like, it's like a guy starting a car collection and they're like, ah, I've got a yellow Ferrari and now I'm going to have a red Ferrari of the exact same year, make and model. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right. It's kind of like, see, I, I, I didn't get the Eric Carlson thing. Like to me, the Eric Carlson acquisition and, and no, okay. I get it in the sense that, you know, when you have Crosby, Malkin and Latang, you're not going to pull the pin, you know? I mean, I mean this, it's like with Washington and the same thing is with, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, we're seeing it with San Jose, like it was coming, it was coming and, 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 and now we're seeing it and you know, I mean, they doubled down on getting older guys, you know, I mean, yeah. like they got like not that like Dubas didn't do this, but they went out and got Jeff Carter. They get, you know, they just, you know, like when you keep doubling down in order to take that one last shot, you know, that one last, you know, go at a cup, um, this is going to happen. This is going to happen, and it, and it's going to get ugly in Pittsburgh. It's it's going to get really ugly in the in the next few years, I think. Yeah, I don't think you know. I I don't. I I, I could see this coming. I mean, but but what are you going to do when you have Sidney Crosby and of Jenny Malkin? What both are you going to do? Playing well, just by say the way. yeah, we're going to yeah yeah. Like I mean, last year they were both great, and Malkin's been ridiculous so far this year. What are you yeah. going to say? You're going to say yeah, guys, uh, you know we're tearing this apart and we're going to rebuild, and we expect you to stick around for that. Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. So our prospects will come in when you're around forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't come as a huge surprise to me, but yep. uh, I would does- hope to see better. It doesn't come as a surprise at all to me. At all. Um, I think that they could have really... Yeah, it was a weird one. It was a weird acquisition. Uh, You know, you could have, for that same cap hit, you could have really bolstered your depth defense. Yeah. You could have added speed down the depth of your your lineup. Or you could have... uh, Or you could have gotten a more surefire goaltending tandem going Mm -hmm. that I mean you know Tristan Jari we've seen him play very very well but uh we've also seen him be injured and we've also seen him struggle so he's he's not exactly a you know a a slam dunk you could have done one of those three things which all would have been to my mind better than going out and getting a red Ferrari yeah right yeah 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 you know and so it doesn't like I, I completely agree with you. It was surprising. I get that 
when a guy of Carlson's caliber is available, it's a hard look to pass up. Mm-hmm. And I understand the reasoning by it, but uh, of of the deficiencies in the roster, that that was not that wouldn't have been a high priority on my list. Well, I, I, I mean, they needed someone to get the puck up to these guys. And so that was, that was the thinking there. They needed someone who could get it out of their zone, get it up to these guys. Sure. And, and, and I mean, you know, get things going a little more quickly than they've been going because that, that to me was the, the biggest flaw in the Pittsburgh Penguins was they were just, as a team, they were just, they just couldn't keep up. You know, who's available and could do that. And for cheaper. And and fit their system way better. Joel Edmondson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Joel Edmondson has one of the better first pass metrics in the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's cheap. And he fills up a depth role on your roster as a mm-hmm. defensive defenseman, mm-hmm. which is something that you're kind of lacking a little bit. They don't have the Doomlin anymore, basically, yeah. right? Is what I'm saying. Right. And so. Yeah, he plays he, for Seattle now. Right. And yeah. so, uh, and last year he was with uh, Jersey, mm-hmm. right? But my, my point is is that is that they they could have filled more than one thing. Mm-hmm. And anyways, whatever. Yeah. We yeah. we're arguing in order to agree. Right. <laughs> we're arguing the same point. Uh, all right. So you want to get out of here? Yes. All right. So thanks for sticking around. If you didn't get last week's episode, it's because we got uh, flagged as spam and shut down immediately by... Wow, uh, you had to tell people that, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. you know. Okay. It's so ironic that we got flagged as spam as soon as we got rid of all of the, our spammy ads in our in our uh, podcast. But, mm-hmm. you know, neither Whatever. neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, boy, they're running a lot of ads in our podcast for not giving us a lot of money. I'll just say that <laughs> right up front. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, it, it really worked out to about one cent an ad. Um, but anyways, uh, check out kencampbell.substack.com for Ken's excellent yet infrequent writing. Yep. <laughs> and check us out on, on Twitter at Hockey No Filter. We're going to be getting things going again and uh, get back into the hockey year.